Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to episode number one of Off the Hosel. My name is Drew and I'm your host. A um, little rundown on what our podcast is all about. Uh, this podcast will be featuring all local and national events. Um, really focused on Saskatchewan golf, uh, tons of updates, scores, tournament recaps, upcoming events. Um, we'll have tons of guests on the podcast from people still playing, juniors, collegiate athletes, top amateurs, professionals, some of the legends, and even your local public player. Uh, I feel like uh, we need a buzz around local golf in Sask, and uh, I'm going to bring some coverage to the local uh, Keeners. So uh, stay tuned, and uh, looking forward to pumping out some podcasts for you guys. Noah, thanks for uh, joining uh, Off the Hazel podcast. How are you doing, bud? Not too bad, Coach. What's, uh, what's happening? It's been, it's been quite some time. Yeah, man, it's uh, things are good. Things are good with me. Um, just running this pod here, and um, yeah, trying to see what's going on with you. How are things with you? You know, it, it's it's good to be home. You know, it's things ended a little earlier than expected, but it's good to be home. You know, it's you can never go wrong with a nice fluffy bed and homemade cooking from mom. So, oh baby, is that the best? So you flew in last night, correct? <sighs> yeah, I did. I got in around uh, I want to say nine thirty. Nice, nice, right on. Flight was good? Smoothest flights I've had in a long time, which is, you know, usually there's always some sort of delay when you're doing three or four connections, but it was actually, uh, you know, I didn't have to deal with too much bullshit, so it was good. That's good, right on. So, just some questions here for you. Uh, you know, from junior hockey player to a collegiate golf player, uh, a little different. What is that all about, yeah. and uh, how's the adjustment, man? How's it going? Well, I almost, I, I almost want to say thank you to you for getting me so into it when I was a little young gaffer there. <laughs> no, no, you and me go way back to when we played at the Goulets in the summers when there was Do no, we ever. When there was no ice to be on, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, if hockey wasn't on, you know, what do you do when you're not at a rider game? Well, you, you go play golf, at least in Saskatchewan, that's what you do, so... No, we uh, we had some times, and then as the years went on, I, I I would like to say that I accumulated a talent just like you did, right? You know. Yeah, our, for sure. I feel like our hockey skills came in handy. We're able to hit the ball a mile for the most part. You know what I mean? Like, you're not the tallest guy by any means, but you push it out there three ten if you need to, or three whatever the case is. So over the over the course of, I guess, growing up, I guess getting better at golf resonated with, okay, well now it's giving me opportunities that hockey necessarily isn't, you know? So I guess that's where the collegiate golf thing came in. I had opportunities out of high school, but I decided I want to do hockey instead. And well, it's, um, uh, I thought, well, I still got opportunity to, you know, pursue another dream and I'm lucky enough to be able to say that I'm doing it. For sure. Um, yeah, man. So like, I don't know, like we both play, we played together actually. Um, but you know what, going from like a day-to-day schedule, I mean, I coach now and I'm busy every day of the week and I'm, I'm on the road and I'm at the office, blah, blah. You're going from day-to-day golf now. So like, are you guys morning, lunch, dinner, night, blah, it, like, is it ongoing? Like, do you get tired of it? Like, like just fill us in um, on that side of things. Um, when I got there, I thought there would be days where I wanted to just 
just probably come home because I wouldn't have been used to it, right? It'd be a bit of a culture shock of, you know, the American way of going about sports. And uh, what I realized there is all you have to do to not get sick of it is keep yourself on your toes. Switch the tiniest thing in your schedule once or twice a week. So, you know, we get up around, you know, six. We got our workout regimen that happens a few times a week. Then classes from about 8 a.m. till I want to say noon or one or two, you know, whatever your class, what, everyone's classes are different. And then right from there on, you you grab some food, some snacks, you head to the course till it gets dark. And then after that, you're back to back to the dorm or the apartment, wherever you're living, and you finish up whatever homework you have, and then do a little some stretching, maybe some Netflix. I mean, that's pretty much the day from Monday to Friday anyways, you know, the school week. But uh, the key to not getting sick of it, I guess, is switching your schedule a little bit. You know, okay, today I'm going to work out at night instead. Get my workout hours in at night. Okay, today I'm going to... You touched base on working out there, sir. Cut you off there. Working yeah, no out worries. and and golf. Like so now I've been trying to work out again here and get back in shape, like when I used to be in shape and now I'm not so much anymore. But I work out now just to be in shape. Yeah. You're working out to be hitting the ball farther or better hip transfers or you know, like like working out from a golf point of view to let's say hockey. What's different? Like, what are you, are you focused on different things? Obviously, but what is your trainers telling you? Um, well, it's a little bit of give and take. You know, I've walking every single day on the golf course. You know, eighteen a day, thirty six a day. Your calves, your feet, you're, you get tired, right? Even if you're eating properly and hydrating, you get tired, especially in the heat. And I mean, a big key to being ahead of the game is I found that working my legs like I'm a hockey player still, you know, taking, you know, a few plays out of that playbook has actually helped me in the long run. You know, some guys on my team go, ah, I think I'm done for the day. And I'm I'm completely fine to keep going for another two hours, three hours, whatever the case is. So in terms of the stamina kind of thing and just day-to-day, the hockey background helps out. But uh, golf-wise, working out is more of a, I got there and I started, you know, I took the idea that, okay, I'm going to get a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, a little bit more flexible, whatever you want to say. And the idea that me and some of my teammates have come to is we're working out to hit the ball as far as we do now, but with less effort. Because a lot, like, I I don't need to hit the ball further. Instead of hammering it, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't need to hit the ball further. If I can hit the ball the same distance, but with less effort, why not kind of thing. I'm not necessarily working out to, okay, I'm, you know, I want to get my drive up seven yards. I don't need to do that. Not many guys do need to do that these days. The just idea behind it is make life easier on yourself. So that's kind of the philosophy that we're told and that we go off of. So. No, for sure. I totally get it. Uh, so you're down in Fresno, correct? Right. You're attending uh Reedley college, Juco. Yeah. Just the um, south, yep. From itself, okay. I mean, like, how's how's that experience been going so far? I mean, uh, I know it's your first year down there. Uh, I know when you and I have talked in the past, like, hey, I want to play D one golf, Division one golf. Uh, it's definitely not out of reach by any means. Um, do you find being down here at Ridley, playing for the Tigers, um, will help you get to that next level? 
you know what? I, without sounding too full of myself, I firmly do believe that. And I no, no, no. This is all about you, bud. I love uh, it. I mean, uh, I guess I have to vouch for Canadian golf in general here a little bit. So bear with me. So I got there, and I'm expecting. Okay, I'm not going to be the top dog. I'm playing against Americans that play every day of their lives here. I'm not going to be whatever. I'll go down there, and I'll have to work my ass off to, you know, to to crack the squad or to you know, just, you know, fit in down there kind of thing. And uh, what I learned real quick was nobody's ability was any better than mine or yours or anyone back home. The only thing they had, you know, the the privilege of was being able to do it more days out of the year, and that leads to more consistency. So it's not like they can beat me because they hit the ball straighter, further, putt better, chip better. No, like, I mean, it's – it's more of a, okay, all I need to do now is if I can do it one day, can I do it the next day? And can I do it that day? Can I do it the next day kind of thing? So that's that's where the domino effect, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to go out there and shoot 64 every day. That's just, no one can do that. That'd be nice. But if I can, <laughs> if I can, shoot, if I can shoot, you know, one, two under one day and then one, two under the next day. And like, that's, that, you know, something like that, that's that's much more attainable. And I mean... In relation to Division One golf, I mean, I actually watched a Division One tournament at Pebble Beach my first few weeks when I went there. I drove down with a few of the guys and we watched, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, yeah, they're better golfers than us, but it's not that they're bet- like they have more ability or whatever. It's just that they, they'll follow each round up with another good round is all it is. You know, I mean, they'll shoot 69 one day, so that's two, three under. Then they'll shoot 70 the next day. Okay, now they're at five under on the leaderboard. You know what I mean? It's not shooting 70 and then you're going and shooting 78 the next day that doesn't happen too often man i cut you off here one second here so i i I look at like professional golfers right like my cousin is academy pga yep for an upcoming good player abraham answer yep um i look at man like do you think i mean obviously they have an advantage but if they're ever in trouble they just they smash it into the uh, grandstands or into the crowd they they never lose a golf ball no and that i feel like I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Like I know, like if I'm playing at the Legends in Warman, yeah. um, I'm blowing it into Fescue, that's gone. But if they played with all the crowd, they're finding that ball. Yeah. Like, do you not agree with that? Or, I mean, or, or am I out to lunch? Yeah. No, man. That's actually it's actually perfect. You said that actually because that's another thing I realized is you know being in JUCO, you're almost paying your dues or college, you're paying your dues. I mean, D1 golf now, it's like the WHL here in Canada. It's almost like you're in you're you're treated like a professional. You're treated like a king in D one golf. You get free clubs whenever you want, balls, all the clothing. You get treated you get treated like a professional. I need new wedges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't we all, man? I got my grooves are warm. But you get treated like a king and then I'm at JUCO, right? So I get treated well for a JUCO, but it's still you know, I'm still paying my dues. I can't go to whatever. And it's funny you say that, you know, you lose a ball and it, it is gone. Because Many times I think, okay, well, how much better would my score have been today if I wouldn't have had to deal with the bullshit? Right? Does that frustrate you? It does. It does because – and then what I – you know, I talked about with my coach a little bit. I said, listen, your son's never had to deal with a whole lot of that. He went right from junior golf to being treated like an absolute legend out at Oak State. And uh, he, he says, listen, if you can prove you're good enough at some point down the line – somehow some way you'll get to that point too so i mean it's almost about staying patient and if you can just 
if you can accomplish a little bit over a short period of time, you, you'd be surprised how far that takes you in the future. It doesn't necessarily need to be lights out every day. Cause I mean, trust me, I've had my fair share of bad luck the last few months. No, for sure. So you, you brought up your coach. Uh, uh, I mean, his name's Scott Stark, yep. not Tony Stark. No, like Iron Man for all you Marvel uh, lovers out there. No, no <laughs> not not quite as smart as Myler. <laughs> uh, give us a little backstory on him. Like, what's uh, what's Scott all about? And uh, yeah. Okay, well, um, uh, first things first. This might come to a surprise, but he was actually a first string uh, quarterback at Stanford back, and I want to say the late eighties, what early nineties, something like, late eighties. I want to say. So he's wow. about 50, he's about fifty years old. So yeah, how, well, I. First, most people are thinking, how do you go from, you know, so immersed in football to now you're a golf coach? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, no kidding. So he's he applied for the job. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Well, you, uh, he, he was there. Then after he graduated, he, I think he actually worked with the Miami Dolphins internship a little bit. So not necessarily with the Dolphins per se, but he worked with the quarterback coaches of the Dolphins. So he kind of had his foot in the door with professional sports and how things are ran and what it takes to be great kind of thing like that. So he's got a lot of background in winning, I want to say, or, you know, making sure that am I getting the best out of my players as I can get kind of thing. So, and then I think he took that philosophy to golf because his son, Brian Stark is a freshman in college at Oklahoma state, you know, D one golfer. He's been a stud for about the last five years. He's, he's good. He's pretty nasty. So I think he learned a lot about golf through his son, like, you know, probably most dads do watching their sons play sports, you know, ins and outs of it, whatever it is. So I want to say he got into golf through his son, but he's actually been coaching golf about 15 years. So he kind of started it before his son was even established. So, so like, can Scott play? So, I mean, I look at this way, like, let's just say, I know I'm a hockey coach and I didn't play at the highest, highest level, but I played. So I know the game, but I mean, I'm applying for a Westerling job tomorrow. I'm 24 years old. I'm getting looked at like, man, you better know a ton about the game. Yep, yep. And that's a slim chance. So, like, when you go there and he goes, hey, guys, my name's uh, Scott Stark, and I'm a former football GB coach in the NFL. Yeah, so here's, here's like, the thing. Like, how, how do you translate that to listening to him and, and believing in him? And, 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 you, know, and you know what I mean? Yeah, so we actually have a good assistant coach set up. So we think of our head coach as more of a mental guy. Like, what am I going to do to get the best out of you? Not necessarily like golf wise, but you know, day to day, you go into class, are you making sure you're putting everything you can on the line for me kind of thing. And when it comes to golf, I mean, we, we hear that when we first get there, you know, when we get recruited and we're thinking, okay, what does this guy know about golf? Right. And we think, okay, well, listen, he's coached. He's coached football at a high level. He's played football at a high level. And football is, you know, America's renowned sport, I'm going to say, for the most part. And you think, okay, well, there's got to be something good about him because his track record is just win, win, win with this team. And then I talked to his Winning's fun. Yeah, I talked to his assistant coach or coaches, and they say, listen, we're here for the technical help of the game. He's here to get the best out of you possible and help you move on to a bigger, better school. So it that's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you have that support system, which is good. So, you know, it's not just him. So moving forward, um, man, the weather, you know how the weather is here down Sask, like it's wind, rain, like sometimes it snows, like 
golf time, you know, like yeah. what's it like down there? Like, like are you battling that uh, tournament round day-to-day stuff? Like, is it freezing? Is it hot? I mean, I mean, yeah, give us a backstory on that stuff. Um, Weather, I can't complain because, you know, I'm from Saskatchewan, so anything's better in Saskatchewan. But um, <laughs> I want to say the toughest part about switching was going too hard all at once every single day because I'm not used to – you know, you, let's say you and me were to go to a trip to Arizona, middle of the hockey season. We golf every day because we got to take advantage of that, right? We're on vacation. Yeah, exactly. So every day down there felt like I was on vacation in the sense that I had to take advantage of every day. And it it was good to have that mentality for the most part, but sometimes it got in the way and I would, you know, I'd overwork myself sometimes on the golf course, which it's okay to take a step back and say, listen, I'm just going to go for an hour and I'm going to putt and chip. I've had a long day. It's okay. I, you know what I mean? It's sometimes it's okay to take that one day where you're not going full tilt because the weather's nice enough where you can do whatever you want all day for the most part. So it, it's all about having a plan and sticking to it. So going from, uh, you know what I mean? Talking still at school. Um, I mean, going from that, like I said hockey earlier, playing hockey and going to practice. And then now it's like I said, flipping the switch to collegiate golf. Like what do you find? I guess we talked beforehand um, the biggest differences and adjustments. Like, is it a lot of focusing and yoga? I mean, what are you doing differently now that you would have been doing different than than hockey? Um, I guess the first things first, I'm in the U S and the U S approach sports. Like it's, the most important thing on the planet and you know how they are they love to put on a show doesn't matter what you're doing where you are that's just what they do um i guess the biggest difference going from hockey to golf is hockey hockey's more of i guess you want to call it just easy now being physically (laughs) ready and then yeah golf I want to say is, I mean, there's mental side to hockey too in all sports. Don't get me wrong, but golf is more about making sure you're in the right headspace every time you tee it up. And that's where I've had to learn to improve, you know, take tips from other people, you know, read books, do whatever I need to do to help improve that because I'm not used to, you know, okay, we got a tournament today and then I'm back on the golf course today. Okay. Then I'm back on it the next day. Oh, we got another tournament. It's, I'm not used to that. Right. So it's, it's never ending. It's never yeah. ending. It's you know, it's like it's almost like you're playing professional golf, but you're not playing at that level. So you have to learn how to. You don't psych yourself up every day. You just have to be in the right headspace, and it's something that's not the easiest thing to do because it makes or breaks your round half the time. So. So, I mean, I look at um, you're playing down there, you're loving it. Um. Remember when at the Willows you shot sixty three, right? Yeah. So you shoot sixty three. Have you shot a, a, a number down there close to that yet? The closest I've ever been was sixty five. Um, that sixty three, by the way, I don't. That was probably the most absurd round of golf I've ever shot to this date. It was weird. It was. I, I thought I played good. I shot sixty-seven at one, and you're like sixty-three. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. That was okay. I'll just. I mean, I was also fifteen too, so that's probably the weirdest thing about it. You'd think I'd be able to break that number by now. Eight. Hear that, folks? Sixty-three at fifteen. Wow. Yeah. 
But uh, no, I, the closest I've come is is sixty five, and you know what? I'm not I'm not mad that I haven't broken yet. That day will probably come if I stick to my guns. But I like it. Uh, I like it. Goal setting. Yeah. So I guess I was gonna ask you. I mean, kind of back to the last question there. You know, the one thing actually yeah, I look at too in golf, and I've learned this too when I've been playing a lot now, is trying to keep or clear your own head every shot. Focus for that first shot. You know what? For me, like I'm a huge lover of nippling golf course at the Evergreen, right? Yep. Yep. Like I'm playing great there all the time, and then I'm like, but it's always two days before or the day of or whatever it is. I'm worried about hole 14. That part five. I'm there. worried. I'll, you know what? Yeah, it's a tight shoot. I got a driver in my hand. He can't hit iron. He hit iron. I mean, whatever. He can three shot par five. But for me, I I don't like to be scared of things. But then I say that, and I'm scared of hole 14 because, for example. I know that in my own head right now, tough shot, don't man. pull it, don't pull it. I'm pulling it, right? So it's funny though. Last year I shot 71 on day one. Yep. And I was so scared of that hole that I pumped driver straight down the chute. Yeah. And I was just like, whoo, confidence, man. Yep. I mean, it's crazy. And like, but resetting though every time before a shot is actually like, I think you have to do it. I don't know how some guys don't do it, but like if you don't think like, okay, this shot has to be good. It has to be perfect. I mean, just do what you have to do or stay focused, hit it, and then, okay, focus on the next shot now. Right? Yeah. It's, never, it's never ending. It's an ongoing process of staying focused on every shot, I think, or, or, and don't think ahead. Correct? Perfect. I mean, you could have said it better. The only – what's helped me keep in that mind space for the most part is, okay, well, you know, I don't know if anyone out there, you know, You've probably played, you know, those PGA Tour games on Xbox, PS4, what do you want to call it? Yeah, brutal. They're, they're terrible games, but, you know, I get to Fresno here. I'm, you know, the apartment we hang out in. One night I'm bored, so I throw that game in. And it actually taught me something. Not how to swing a golf club or whatever mentally, but when you're playing that game, what you're doing is, okay, there's the wind. It's going that way. The green's breaking that way. And all you have to do is move the joystick up and down. And if ball, for the most part, goes to the spot you want it to go to. Or if not, it misses very, not that much, right? So then I, yeah. I went on the golf course, and without even thinking about it, your swing thoughts go out the door when you play golf. You can't be having swing thoughts or else you're not going to play well. You can't. It actually translates to the golf course outside where all I'm doing is, okay, that's where I need to hit it because the wind's going there. The green's breaking that way. You know, I'm going 10 yards uphill, whatever the case may be. So that's actually helped, you know, stay in each shot individually and i guess there's one mistake that people make all the time and they don't think about it in between shots calm down and just forget about golf if you have to you don't need to be thinking about golf for five straight hours you know you know you hit your tee shot you're focused you hit it right okay take a breather you know look at look at the trees it's got do it you know talk to your playing partner about something you don't, you don't have to be quiet and just think about the next shot until you get to the next shot because that's going to cripple you it's going to cripple you for sure yeah so uh it's a good point no that's perfect man yeah i mean that's awesome um so you're back now uh what tournament are you looking forward to playing the most i mean um and i know you play in events down here and yeah what's your favorite event you know um i gotta go to central am they always put on a great event great group of guys shows up every day and it's good competition and uh you can't really go wrong with that even if the weather's pissing down it's always a great time especially in saskatoon there so 
what is one thing you could tell a junior about getting to the next level? Uh, what, what it takes, what's the mindset, what's the grind process like? Uh, yeah, I mean, give us your, your thought process on that and, and what you have to overcome now and, and some feedback for those young guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess the biggest thing I've learned over the course of this first uh, year, season, whatever you want to call it, is uh, there's a difference between being confident and having confidence. And what I'm, what I mean by that, you know, some people think, well, confidence, confidence, same shit. Well, it's not. Being confident means, okay, even if I'm playing bad on this shot, I'm going to hit it there because I know I can hit it there. Or, yeah, you know, I'm going to do this because I know I can do that. Having confidence comes from playing well, and you're not, you're not thinking about your swing. You're just, you're just in the zone because you, you've been playing good lately. You, you know you can do it. The biggest thing I'd say for a junior golfer to realize is always be confident in your own ability. Not cocky, but confident in your mind. Never have a doubt over a shot because, listen, the shot you have is the shot you have. You can't change it. So why would you spend your time being mentally afraid of it? You know what I mean? You have to just set up to that ball and think, okay, I'm going to put it there. And if it doesn't go there, it doesn't go there. That's just what life is, right? So you have to just be, That's awesome. You have to be confident. And it's the easiest thing to say, but it's actually much harder to do and follow up with. You know, people, when they start playing bad, they get away from the fact that, listen, golf is actually, it's, you can make it simpler than it actually is, mentally anyway. So... That's awesome, man. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, hitting the links with you this summer. Yeah. Uh, excited to see you. Um, thanks for joining uh, Off the Hosel, bud. Oh, Appreciate it's been it. an absolute pleasure there, Coach. Okay, bud. Take care. Yeah, you too, man. Cheers. Cheers.